Hey everybody, welcome to episode 208 of the Bite Me Podcast. Uh, Dylan did the math last week and then Colby made fun of me for praising Dylan for doing the math last week. Anyway, we think this might be our fourth year of episodes, or at least the episode that would have taken place four years later. I think our actual anniversary, what did we decide, the 15th, the 17th, something in there? I think it was the 17th. Yeah, we we missed an episode one week too, so I don't know exactly how this works out. Like we missed episode eight, I think, or no, episode sixteen, whatever. This is like sort of a four year anniversary. I'm very pleased, and it's a fun number too. Two, it's a good number. Mm. Anyway, I'm Cliff Johnson. I'm joined today by Colby, woo, whose name in the chat right now is actually just the lyrics to a Smash Mouth song, and I don't like it at uh, all. Smash Mouth song, like the, the Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth song. I guess their only other song really was a cover of a Monkey song. No, they it? got uh, they got like, they have like on one and a half good albums. Yeah. You know, Dylan actually one time did come in. He's like, yeah, you know, so I actually listened to a Smash Mouth album and like, it's pretty good. And I'm like, yeah. really? And we listened to the entire album. Yeah. I'm like, the album's actually pretty good. It's not bad. So Was Smash Mouth one of the bands where like their their hits sounded nothing like their like album? Like I know Sugar <sighs> Ray was kind of like, hey, we're a pretty like kind of hardcore punk band. And then Fly went big and we decided we like money. Yeah. And I don't think I as think- much so as they are, but yeah. I find it more like when I put on Smash Mouth because I ever since that day when I did like I listened to that album like I started listening to them I was like because I, I never really listened to them other than the hits yeah, in yeah. the 90s or whatever it was probably through the early 2000s and it's like it's very there's a high variance in their mm-hmm. music like the difference between like some of the really like kind of like I don't know. I don't even know what you even call their music. Kind of poppy, it, rocky. Yeah, yeah. It like it's strange, but yeah, the between that and then like some of the hit songs are very different. I know the the album before uh, the All Star was a really good album. I think that was the one with Walking on the Sun on it. Yeah. yeah, Walking on the Sun's a good song to be honest. Yeah. Like that, like Barry Bait or that Barry Saxes. Is good. I like that a lot. Remember how they gave s- everyone COVID? I do remember that. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. <laughs> if you ever want to see a weird thing, go watch um, the movie Father's Day, I think it's called. It's it's that Billy Crystal uh, Robin, Williams. Robin Williams movie, which is not good. Like, it's a remake. Sh- really? Yeah, it's a huh. French movie. It has uh, Gerard Depardieu in it, I believe. Of course it does. Well, what other French actor could be in it? I just remember when that movie came out thinking, like, that's going to be a great movie. I love both those actors. And then it was very, very, very mediocre. Mm-hmm. But the band, the daughter in that follow- is following is actually Sugar Ray. Um, and they're like a very hardcore, like, rock band yeah, before yeah. they became Sugar Ray, the band you all know and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, what's his name? Who's the lead singer of Sugar Ray? Uh, Mark um, McGrath. Mark, Mark McGrath. Yeah. yeah, he is the the leading, uh, like he rock and roll Jeopardy. Has, yeah, the the highest score on rock and roll Jeopardy ever. He holds the first and second place. <laughs> so weird. So <laughs> super weird. I love that show. I wish that was back on the air. Also, That's, I guess Rip Alex Trebek. He wasn't on Rock and Roll Jeopardy. No, he was not. You, you know what? My favorite part. This guy, what's the right way to say this? I'm just gonna say. You know what? My favorite part of Alex Trebek dying is. You have a chance to host Jeopardy now? I have a chance to host Jeopardy now. No. It's that the actual full name of Jeopardy is Jeopardy with an exclamation point. And so every tweet, every headline you wrote was like, Jeopardy host Alex Trebek is dead. And I (laughs) like the the just dissonance between Jeopardy with an exclamation point and like R.I.P. was uh, something I I don't want to say I enjoyed, but it was it was something. So. 
Anyway, um, we well, are a video game podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Dylan's here. We didn't say Dylan's name. Say hey, Dylan. I'm here. Dylan's here. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I, we'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> Moving right along, which is a very good Muppet Show song. Anyway, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Dylan thinks he played a game, but he doesn't remember. He may remember it before we actually do it. Otherwise, maybe we'll make him like describe another video game by the cover. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, studios actually using xCloud to make video games during the pandemic, which is kind of cool. Xbox pre-ordered from Amazon might make a terrible Christmas present. Uh, my spidey senses are tingling, but in a good way. That's That's... That's way worse when I said it out loud than when I wrote it down. I don't like it at all. <laughs> uh, Xbox isn't done buying studios. Maybe I like have never heard of this. The Phil Spencer quote in this article is just like money. I love it. Uh, the PS5 automatically lets you turn on subs, which is something that everything should do. The PS5, on the other hand, does not support 1440 resolution, which is something it should do. Uh, would you? I'll just ask this right now, Colby. Would you pay money monthly to play Fortnite? Uh, of course I would. Would you pay money to pay play any game besides maybe World of Warcraft monthly? Of course I would. <laughs> How about you, Dylan? You in 20 bucks a month for uh, some mm, fork knife? That's a negative. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that. And I will finally be able to play Mass Effect 3, which I'm very excited about. we got questions from Vinny, Charisma Icon, Princess Megan, The Big Dog, Eddie. Why is my screen keep moving? Colby's <laughs> doing something insane. Uh, we got a uh, final question from Mansox. we got some cheap free games, bunch of stuff in Game Pass. And we got Troll Corner because... GameStop probably should be in it every week, but wow. So Colby added a game <laughs> called Linus Spacehead, which I'm not even familiar with. I don't even know who makes this game. I own it. Colby owns this game. Um, do you want to start with that, Dylan? Yeah, Linus Spacehead's uh, Cosmic Crusade is the first and best game ever created by Codemasters. Um, Comerica. Um, <laughs> that, was supposed to, that was supposed to come out more more differently um but this good. game right. is also fantastic probably um second only to whatever that game was last year karnov karnov <laughs> last year i mean last week um in the pandemic dylan sometimes those two things are not noticeably whoops. different um this is definitely a game of it's kind of like a this was Pokemon Snap before Pokemon Snap, except you would conquest and conquer the whole world and then take pictures of it um, and then send them to your babushka at the uh, Russian International Space Station. Um, that is... And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that I got. Game. That's, that's what it. I got. So um, I'm completely unfamiliar with this game. It was apparently released in 1992 by Codemasters. So now Codemasters was purchased by PlayStation like last week, weren't they? I, I swear that someone just bought Codemasters. Um, maybe, maybe I believe I'm, you. I could be I could be wrong, but I'm like 85% sure someone just bought them. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. They will be acquired by Take Two Interactive as a buyout offer valued at. Not very much, actually. Seven hundred forty million dollars. <laughs> so, though I can um, say that's more than I assumed. It's more than you assumed. So, what I'm saying now is that Take Two Interactive, the makers of the, I mean, they Take Two publishes all the Grand Theft Auto games, right? Yes. 
So, anyways, Linus Spacehead is just it could be a it could be being rebuilt by um, them right now into some sort of GTA style thing. Um, what do you what do you actually know about this game, Cole? It's a Maniac Mansion like game. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That was not what I expected. No. Um, I own it. I've played a little bit of it. it. The only thing I really remember about it is that it is not licensed by Nintendo. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have the like Nintendo seal of approval, but because of that, the case doesn't have to be the Nintendo gray. So other than Legend of Zelda, it's the only game I have on the NES that isn't gray. I, I want to say it's blue but i may be wrong on interesting that. yeah interesting. so it's described as uh, linus is an alien from the planet linoleum who crashed into the legendary planet earth after returning home and expecting a hero's welcome linus soon found his fellow linomen were skeptical of the existence of the so-called planet earth and decides to return to it this time with a camera so good call on the the pokemon go stuff they're doing mm-hmm. however he has no money linoleum currency is the lino buck and must adventure around the planet to acquire a vehicle and a camera in his adventures linus leaves linoleum using a fake id for larry Flint to compete in a bumper car contest, quashes a robot revolution in Detroitica, and gets gas from an abandoned space station. Sounds quality. <laughs> um, I have too many questions. Absolutely, right? <laughs> Why um, did you can old games like that? The covers like literally were so far from what the well, game was at all. I mean, this is an NES game, so like, I guess if you're if you're, you know, going on what it actually looked like, it would not have been a very interesting looking game. Although, like, I don't think that's actually just. So I'm playing Eichenfell, um, or I finished it, I guess. Uh, and the loading screen loaded up, and my wife was like, "Oh man, this game looks really cool. I really like the like design of this." And then it loaded, and it's just like all like 16 bit graphics. And she's like, "Oh, <laughs> so maybe it's not a just an NES problem, Dylan." Do you notice the lower left island of the planet is a handgun? It does appear. Yeah. See, it's a GTA game. It's coming, yeah. Dylan. That's probably Detroitica. That would be my <laughs> guess. Well, Colby just posted something else. Wow, I do love the original Mega Man. I know the original Mega crazy. Man artwork is amazing. <laughs> it looks like, like something like you would draw in like seventh grade. It it's absolutely so does with his lopsided head. <laughs> his everything's lopsided. His legs are lopsided. It's like I'm glad they took that in a different direction. <laughs> absolutely, I, I like that he's. Yeah, it's just bad. All right, Cole, what did you play? Look at that one megabit memory. <laughs> Uh, I played a bunch of games. Uh, yes, I beat Cardo. Nice. Um, it is. Did I talk? Did I beat it last week? I couldn't remember. I know mm. I played it last week, but I, I had it on my list as beating it this week, but I don't know. I do not recall. I know you talked about it a lot. Yeah, Cardo is very good. Um, it's on Game Pass. Go play it if you don't have an Xbox. Sucks to suck, and just buy it on whatever console you have. It's, Seems it's a fun little puzzle game. Um, the next game you played, so I'll let I'll talk with you on that one. All right. Started up Adventure Pals. Um, made it a solid hour into it, and uh, it scared my child. Um, we need to like get into that though, because this is the least scary game. Like I've played this game too. The least scary game I have ever seen. Um, it reminds me of like if you took um. Oh, what's that game? Castle Crashers. But, like, I don't know. Let the people who did 
uh, is it a Adventure Time? Is that yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. like just let them like we're in charge of the art direction? That's what you'd get. Like literally, you have like a giraffe on your back that if you jump and hold A, its tongue comes out and makes a helicopter. <laughs> like I don't know. Like just like the game scares me. If we can't play it, I'm like okay, but I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know. I really wanted to play it. I was having quite a good time. But it's also like a 12-hour game, and I don't know if I want to like play that in increments where she's asleep. So <laughs> It's a lot of fun. I actually um, I didn't kickstart the game because I, I found it after it was kickstarted, but I like bought merch for it, and so they sent me a copy of it. It's fun. Nice. I, uh, yeah, I liked a copy of it. Mm. I, I really liked it. It's, it's just kind of a fun platformer with some yeah. kind of puzzle it, stuff it's, to it's it. Like, it reminds me as if you made Casual Crashers the platformer. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, um, I played Feeding Frenzy because all of the EA Access games oh, dropped. Spoiler yeah, alert yeah, yeah. on uh, Game on Pass. Game Pass, and my kid wanted to play the quote unquote fish game, and so I played that. And basically, you are a small fish, and you eat smaller fish to become a bigger fish, so that you can eat bigger fish, all while dodging bigger fish who are trying to eat you. Um, it's a thing it's okay it's um, it's kind of a fun way to blow yeah, like a little yeah. bit of time though yeah exactly yeah. that's like what i figure i'm like well this is something that i'm like ah, it's 15 minutes you know before something it'll be okay to play yeah uh i then started up riddled corpses um it is a like eight bit um twin stick shooter uh that is really really difficult um, like to the point where I'm like, do I want to continue doing this? But it's got like that, like, uh, where you upgrade everything. And so it gets easier as up you upgrade, but you literally just have to run the same thing over and over again, dying to get money to upgrade so that you don't die. Um, it's, it's okay if you want to admit that you bought it because the cover features like a like busty cat girl cop. Like it it's is, okay. Oh well, it's not only a busty cat girl cop. She's like leaning against another busty girl, school thing. girl. Don't know thing wearing it's a tie. It's hilarious because now look at the game. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's six, it's yeah, it's it nothing like that. I I actually bought it because I've been looking for a really good twin stick shooter and I just haven't found. So looking at the second girl, I'm curious why you would wear a crop top t-shirt. No, actually, I'm sorry, a crop top tank top and also a tie. Like those well, two things uh, do not go together. Yes, they do. Like you do want to, that's what business casual is, Cliff. Uh, man, I've been really screwing business casual. This yeah, game looks kind of fun though. Like it, it is. It's fun. Um, I think it would be a lot more fun with the second player. Yeah, I can but see that. it, uh, it like I said, it's just really kind of difficult. Yeah. You you die a lot, and all you're trying to do is get enough gold to upgrade your character so your gun's a little bit more powerful. <laughs> so you die like, less. To beat the first level, I needed to get to, I think I was level 7, but you, you die a lot to get to that level 7. <laughs> so. um, then I beat The Mummy Demastered, and it is really, 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 really good. Yeah. Like, probably one of the best... Um, Metroidvanias I've played in a long, long time. Um, like the the last Metroidvania I remember enjoying this much was Shadow Complex, and that was on the Xbox 360. So you want something really sad? Shadow I Complex do. is not going to be backwards compatible on the Xbox One S is, or Series S. 
His shadow complex. The HD. Yeah. It's not? It's not. It's like one of like five games that's not backwards compatible. And I don't know why. It's super weird. Hmm. Or maybe it's on the PlayStation 5. I can't remember. It's not like that game specifically. It was like nine games I'd never heard of and Shadow Complex HD. (laughs) Hmm. That's strange. I wonder why. I don't know. It's such a good game, too. It's such a good game. But The Mummy Demastered is awesome. Um, It so much reminds me of like Metroid. Like uh, Metroid in particular, but like Super Metroid kind of feel. Yeah. Um, it's easily the best thing to come out of that movie, and I haven't even seen that movie. Um, it's a really, like, if you're looking for, like, a good, like, kind of old school Metroidvania game, it is definitely worth getting. Yeah, I apologize. It is actually not backwards compatible on the uh, PS5, so it might still work on the Xbox if it came out on the Xbox. I don't know. I think I played it on the PC, so. Yeah. You probably played it on the Xbox, though. So. I did. I played it on 360. I don't know. Good game. Super good game. Yeah. Yeah, I, the Mummy Demaster, I added that to my wish list. Um, so hopefully next time it goes on sale, I can pick it up. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Cool. Uh, so let's see. This week I finished uh, Eichenfell, which I apologize. I'm pretty sure that this entire week I've been referring to that as Inkenfell. You have. And that is most definitely not the name of it. <laughs> so I, I think I just, in my head, I like made it into a word because Eichenfell means nothing. But Inkenfell at least has ink in it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you made it into a word by making it not into a word? I don't know. Um, that game's so good. It took me, like... <sighs> Like, time to beat on that set, it was, like, 15 to 20 hours, and I think I put, like, 22 or 23 into it, but that also, like, I mean, that's that's my Xbox counting, so who knows? Well, and you're bad at games. And I'm bad at games. Um, although I was playing this on, like, ridiculously easy, <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know if bad at games really figured in, but, man, I... First of all, I was not expecting to like this game as much as I did, um, and after beating it, I want every single game in... Like, I never want to play a... I'm going to say JRPG, but I'm going to put like air quotes around it to not play exactly like this game does. That has all the same accessibility options that it does. I I love a extremely linear JRPG that doesn't have a lot of stupid side quests, doesn't have a lot of extra crap, just kind of walks you through the story. The story is always super present because you're never forgetting about what the quest you're on is on. Um, it wrapped it up really nice, had a good ending. Um, like Probably my only real complaint about it after beating it is that it's definitely one of those games that has the you're fighting a boss and he's got a lot of hit points and you're pretty powerful and so you're not going to die and you're not even necessarily going to be in danger in this game but the boss battles are still going to take like 60 minutes because it's going to be I'm going to hit him a few times. He's going to spawn a bunch of ads. I'm going to kill some of the ads. I'm going to have to heal a couple times. Like I'm going to have to blow turns healing my other person. Um, and then I'm going to attack him some more. And then he's going to like go to his second form. And then I'm going to, you know, he's going to do some ads. I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill him a little bit. And then he's going to go to his third form. I swear to God, one of the last guys had six forms. Mm-hmm. I think it took like 60, maybe 90 minutes to beat him. And it was just like, I there's a there's a button in that game that lets you just like I want to win this battle and I almost used that button not because I needed to but just because I was bored like my characters were strong enough that he was never going to kill us um and so it was just like me like whittling him down over and over and over again and I guess if I'd been playing it on a harder difficulty level it at least would have introduced some tension into that, but I don't really want more tension in it either. I just want it to be over, over. eventually. So, but either way, Inkenfell is probably 
probably one of the best games I've played this year. Um, it's probably the best turn-based RPG I've played in 20 years, 30 years. I mean, like, I, I've not enjoyed another turn-based role-playing game like this since I played Final Fantasy VI. Like, nice. there's there's a long time in between those two. Um, it's very good. It's very good. The story is really good. It wraps everything up really nicely. I, I really like that. So check that out. It's on Game Pass. Um, another game that came out on Game Pass this week that I absolutely did not expect. I woke up Tuesday morning expecting to drop 50 bucks on Planet Coaster for the consoles. I've been waiting for it for, I don't know, six or seven months. And I was just like doom scrolling through Twitter. And I ran across a Major Nelson post. He's like, hey, Planet Coaster's out and it's on Game Pass. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I did not have to spend $50 on it. And if you like roller coaster management games and don't mind that. I don't want to say it's fiddly, but like, man, there are 17,000 layers of menus in that game. Like it yeah. is menus inside of menus inside of menus. I wish what I'd really like is I'd like planet coaster. That was just a little bit less everything. Like I wish the, the console version had maybe chopped off like 50% of the crap and just let me make a fun theme park. But even that being said, we played it for, I don't know, three or four hours last night and had just an amazingly good time with it. I mean, that was mostly tutorial too. Like we were just, you know, trying to learn how to play that game. It's clever. It's um, super charming. Um, the different, like, I think there's like six or eight different like theme park types that you can build from like, uh, you know, pirate ones to um, like, you, you could create like a Disneyland where there are, six or eight themed areas inside your park with a pirate styled one. And there's a, like a holiday themed one and a uh, like fantasy forest kind of themed one and a cowboy themed one. Like it's, it's really fun. Um, I'm very excited about putting more time into that. And I build a giant roller coaster that ends straight into the line to get on the giant roller coaster. You know, I have not actually, I don't think so because your roller coaster does have to have an actual, End. Like it has to end where it starts, so you that's, can't do that. Like roller still, coaster like, my that favorite goes. Gift. Yeah. Oh, same. Absolutely same. That <laughs> goes to like the hundreds of people as they go flying. I did enjoy while I was doing the training, though. Like it's at first, it's a little hard to tell like scale in it. So I I built like a roller coaster with like the first you know like hill, and my first hill when I tested it the first time, I'm like, it's sure taking a long time for this car to get to the top. And then I realized it's because it's like 250 feet high, you know, like I was at the top of the sky box. I couldn't get any higher. Um, and it's really funny because as you're testing them, you can watch like the fear in your, your people rise. And at first, like they're just super excited. And then as it keeps pulling them up, like the fear keeps rising. And then eventually the fear passes the like excitement. And that's when they drop down the other side. <laughs> Um, I, I believe he called my roller coaster like a vomitorium after that, but I don't think he meant it like in the old Roman style vomitorium. I think literally he meant it was a roller coaster covered in puke. So it wasn't great, but, uh, I'm a lot, you can live edit them and it'll just keep throwing trains through it as you do it. <laughs> and so I, I like deleted the downhill slide of it and all of a sudden this car gets to the top and it's just like the first car falls off the second car falls off. Like they're not attached. The third call falls off. I'm like, man, those people in the fourth car must be absolutely <laughs> panicked. 
So Planet Coaster, $50 game in Game Pass. I have no idea why. Um, like there's no reason that it, that game dropped into Game Pass, but it's real good and I've really had a good time with it. So check that out. Um, and then Colby and I both played Knights and Bikes, although not Woo. together, even though that game is co-op. <laughs> so, although I'm not sure, is it online co-op? It is online co-op. I, is it? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's made by, um, Double Fine. Is Double it? Fine. Thank you. Yeah. Published by Double Fine, I guess I should Publishing. say. Um, and it, it feels to me like, like the feel of it is really similar to um, oh, what are their two scary Halloween games? Costume uh, Quest. Yeah, Costume Quest. I don't believe it's made by the same developers. It might be, um, but don't you think it kind of has that feel where it's just kind of like two kids out doing weird quests? Mm-hmm. Um, graphically, it is almost undescribable. It's so unique graphically. Yeah, it's I, real pretty. I don't know how I would even like I told Colby I'm like I'm playing this game and I don't know how they made it because it's 3D I think um but it's not doesn't feel like they made like models of things it's like it reminds like they me of took, like construction paper yeah like like South Park if South Park was artsy um and 3D um, I, I can't even like I'm I'm playing it. And I couldn't figure out how they did it. It's really fun though. Um, you play a girl who like stowed away somehow <laughs> to a uh like an island that has like this kind of weird history, and you find another girl there. You're like stow away. It's in it's set in in the UK or at least somewhere where they speak English because her her dad owns a caravan park, which yeah, is like an RV it's park. Supposed to be like an uh, island in like, yeah, off uh, the coast of the UK somewhere. Yeah, and uh, so you're hiding in one of the RVs, and she finds you, and then you become friends and have adventures and. There's like a weird haunted golf course and you they can feed geese and the geese are maybe my favorite things I've ever like they might be better geese than Untitled Goose Game. Captain Untitled Goose Honkers. Game. Oh my gosh. They're so cute. Um you can play it co op and don't you think it might actually be better co op, Cole? That's kinda of what you implied. Yeah, because that's like my only real complaint was that occasionally the like computer ai was very wonky yeah um i had a couple times where like i needed them to do something like you know here's a switch you have to pull and i would like pull my switch and then my like computer teammate would just stand there staring at me i'm like (laughs) my dude you need to go over there and pull that and nothing um and eventually like you know three or four times later you pull it and it's like oh oh right right i'm supposed to be doing something (laughs) i had another time where i did something and it scrolled across the screen to like what it had done um and then they there was like not like a cutscene, but where they were talking to each other while you were still looking at that Uh uh-huh and I was getting attacked while that was happening. So like, I wasn't even looking at the screen and I could just see my damage. Keep going up, keep going up. (laughs) And that actually happened like not a ton of times, but like two or three times where like, I almost died on that time because like, I'm like, I can't do anything guys. Like I can't even see what's on my screen. But, uh, other than that, like it's a, excellent game yeah super fun i uh i played it the first time at pax in 2019 and i've really been it's one of those games that i almost bought and i almost bought and i almost bought and i didn't because it's co-op and i really wanted to play it co-op with someone uh, you know whatever and then it's in game pass now so definitely definitely i mean i guess it makes sense that it's in game pass it is a double fine game and they own them now so um 
it's just fun. It's kind of goofy, and I don't know. My only complaint about it so far is that we there's like a I don't want to say it's a boss fight, but I guess it's a boss fight when you fight the uh, like backhoe thing. Yeah. Um, and something bugged in my game, and all of a sudden it just kept getting slower and slower and slower. Like, what's going on? And then it just crashed my entire Xbox back to the desktop. I was like, oh, I guess that's what's going on. So, meh, whatever. All right. Uh, I did not pull up our Patreon <laughs> list because that's how I roll. Um, Dylan, you know at least two of the people while I go and pull it up. Sean and Austin Palmer, the I brothers mean, Palmer. You could have drugged that out a little bit more, yo. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm throwing you under the bus. Pretty sure. I'm so close. Let's see. Uh, John Tippins is also a producer. And Alan Schulte is also a producer. I should remember Alan. He's in our Discord all the time. <laughs> That's four right? names. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them that- are almost identical. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, like my brain is not optimal most of the time so anyway you can join our patreon keeps the lights on by going to patreon.com slash bite me podcast giving us a little bit of cheddar i will also accept swiss um havarti mm. uh munster provolone gouda. really gouda mm. Mm. just cheese really that's all i'm looking for is cheese some form of cheese uh but you can support us that'd be cool dylan what's next news yay so uh this first article is kind of interesting um apparently you know we we talked about this probably more like five four or five months ago where they were having a really hard time finishing video games because there was no um like Xbox development kits that people could take home <laughs> because they just didn't work that way. You know, a studio will have a bunch of them. Oftentimes they're like hard, you know, under lock and key. You have a finite amount of them, um, so on and so forth. And apparently uh, there are 60 studios right now uh, between like Activision and Xbox that are actually using xCloud to develop games at home. So they Microsoft built an app for creating testing games over the internet using xCloud. And uh, they've been using it to develop and troubleshoot and share uh, games over the internet. Um, it's allowed developers to access like their computers in the office to actually do work. And then, uh, you know, you can send out a link to someone and say, go look at this game. It's running on an xCloud server and you just pop it over someone else and they can go look at it. So it's kind of an interesting, like we talk all the time about how cool it is for me to be able to play games via xCloud. But I don't think anybody ever thought about how much easier it could potentially make uh, something like game development. And I mean, I think that there are probably a lot of other uses for this um, for indie studios that don't necessarily need like actual hardware in their thing. Um, Remote studios. So many, uh, so many indie studios are not in the same place anymore. So kind of an interesting idea. Uh, None of us have Xboxes pre-order, right? We're still, (laughs) yeah, I tried real hard. I tried real hard to get one yesterday um, because I heard they were going to make more of them available. And either that was untrue or just like I didn't have a a lucky draw, but I'm still hopeful. Um, But I think a lot of people assume that, you know, if you placed a a pre-order for an Xbox Series X or Series S like a month or two ago when they first announced it, like you would probably be able to like give that as a Christmas gift. Um, 
apparently if you bought it from Amazon, that might not be true. Um, a bunch of people are getting uh, emails that say, essentially, we're contacting you with an update regarding your order of the, the Xbox Series X. We expect to ship your console in the coming weeks as we receive more inventory in November and December. At this time, we anticipate that you'll receive your Xbox Series X on or by, or mm-hmm. before or by December 31st. <laughs> and so I think people are hoping that that's just like, a placeholder date, but I think there might be some disappointed kids at Christmas. I guess you just have to say that you're sorry, Johnny, Johnny, you were bad and Santa did not bring your Xbox yet. We'll negotiate. Maybe see if you can be real good between now and New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we can do for you. Should have been better. Should have been better. Although I will, like, this is a bummer. This is absolute bummer for folks who ordered uh, an Xbox from Amazon, but I would love just to be able to go to Amazon or Best Buy or Target or wherever and say like, hey, man, I just want one. Like, take my name. Like, I'm part of all access. Like, you don't have to bill me. There's nothing nothing here. Just like, when you get one, let me know and send it to me. I'm sick of going out to websites and just like, refresh. Right. (laughs) Refresh. Like, I don't want to have to do that anymore. I just want them to, when they get one, send one to me. And I don't exactly understand... Like, why this is so hard, but whatever. Colby's doing things with his microphone cord that are obscene. Sexy things. And I really... I believe he's hungry. I was going to say, I wish you could see that, but, like, nobody should have to see this. I might move my window so I don't have to look at Colby anymore, I'll be honest. Anyway. (sighs) He's a disgusting (laughs) human people. Do not... Let anybody tell you differently. Uh, so we talked, I think, last week, I want to say, about, or maybe like week before, weeks are meaningless, uh, about uh, the Spider-Man games not going from your PS4 to your PS5 and how stupid that was. And uh, the good news is, as apparently Insomniac Games also thinks that's stupid, or at least think it's stupid now once a bunch of people told them how stupid that was. <laughs> so they have Twittered. Twittered, tweeted, done, tweeted, twittered, twittered that we have heard you in an upcoming update for Spider-Man PS4. We'll add the ability to export your save to Marvel's Superman remastered. So you're going to be able to take your save games from your PS4 and dump them over to your PS5, which is good. I think that's a good thing. Uh, apparently, I they disagree. Will... Colby also disagrees. Uh, they will contrarian. <laughs> they will also apparently retro- retroactively be adding the three new suits that were previously exclusive to the remaster to the original PS4 version of the game. Uh, so if you're not getting a PS5 or you're not getting a PS5 immediately, you'll still be able to get those new suits, which, I mean, cool, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really a cosmetic guy, but I think it's a good step. Um a step in the right direction anyway. So they just All right. made it so um, you could move your save. That mm-hmm. was the that was the big yeah. So you w- not, I, I guess right <laughs> to me like, and I, that really tells me though that all of those ones that are saying like, no, you won't be able to do it. Like, it's not that it's not possible. It's just that we don't want to, and that Stuff seems hard. Kind of, kind of crappy. Wish, so I wish they would like give you a little bit bigger quote because maybe they're it. But when when you state it that way, it's like. Huh? But if you're like, well, we have no. to go through the, the, the this this logistic blah blah blah, then I'd be like, okay, that's fine. I get. I mean, I'm glad like, you're honestly, doing it. But I just wish that 
Sony themselves had made the process easier because it seems like it's not a problem at all for any Xbox game, which tells me that it must be a either the process is just easier on the Xbox because of something Xbox did right four years ago, or it's easier because Xbox actually like put the time and money into making it happen. And either way, I just wish that Sony had done the same thing. So. Of course they didn't. All right. So Xbox is not done buying studios yet. Maybe. I don't know. So in the news earlier this week, in a report from Bloomberg, uh, quote unquote, several Japan based game developers. And I'm sorry, I just pronounced Japan that way. I don't know what happened there. It went it went a little sideways. Anyway, I've been approached by Microsoft to talk about acquiring their business. The developers have asked not to be identified at this time due to the private nature of the talks. So Sega. Yeah, it kind of went everywhere. Sega, Konami, Capcom, a bunch of different options, maybe some smaller indie devs, whatever. Um, Phil Spencer was asked today um, by someone, I don't remember, Game Informer, Game someone, some game company. Yes, Colby? So Sega just had to sell off all of their arcade division. I heard about that. <laughs> so, I don't So what know. you're saying is Sega? So this is the Phil Spencer, which I who I normally find to be a very well-spoken person, very non-ambiguous, really just comes out and says stuff, said this. I don't think so. We're usually not out there. I, I say I don't think so. I mean, I'm not in every meeting the team has, so I'll say not from me. Like <laughs> Most of the opportunities we've had to date have been for a long-lasting relationship, so I don't think we're out there with our business cards throwing them out on the corner trying to find people. I've talked about my affinity for Japanese studios and the thinking back in the day when we had more games in Japan created as part of our first party. That's not even a sentence, Phil. I'm excited when the deal closes to spend more time with Tango Gameworks and the work that they're doing. So it's an in- if it's an area I'm interested in, but no, I don't think that's not accurate. That is the... I've never read a statement from someone who I thought more like, you just lied to me, Phil. Like, you lied to me repeatedly. And maybe you didn't mean to. Maybe you weren't, maybe you didn't know they were going to ask that question. Maybe you should have asked them to not ask that question because you were obviously not prepared to answer that question. Anyway, I would not discount them buying a Japanese studio in the next week. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, thoughts, hopes, dreams, guys? Like I said, I know that Sega just had to sell off their uh, arcade division. And so and they get Virtua Fighter? Well, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I know. <laughs> like, if they, like, arcades. It would be like... Uh, oh, oh like, they, like they actually own arcades? Uh-huh. Like, oh, interesting. A lot of them. Oh. Um, they sold off that. Like, I, I can't think of who owns arcades here. Like, I don't know, like... Not Dave Game Busters. Works. Yeah, yeah. Gameworks. Like that Sega owns stuff like that in Japan. Oh. And they sold off that division. To a company uh, called Genda that I've never heard of. Yep, it stands for something that sounds super nefarious. Like if I was gonna name like a a bad company for a movie that all Genda. involved bad guys, it would be whatever Genda stands for. Interesting. That's too bad. That's a bummer. And yeah. uh, but like I also know that I think Konami was they actually thought that uh, um, that uh, PlayStation was going to buy it. Yeah, that would totally make sense. I but would absolutely believe that. From what I've heard, it may not be going through. Like yeah. there's there's kind of things that. Uh, uh, kind of hints that maybe that did not go through 
Interesting. Eh, let's see, I guess. We'll, we will wait patiently. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all right. So the PS5, one of the new cool things it lets you do, and I, maybe this is just me. Do you guys use subs on your video games? Uh, no. Yeah. I've got a four-year-old. Yes. And that's why I started doing it. What did you say, Dylan? No. No. Yeah, see, and, and I'm like Colby. Is I, had a, I had a child, and either they were talking over me uh, while I played video games, or I was trying to play video games very, very quietly. Uh, while they were asleep and so like I haven't had my phone ring in 13 years and I have not uh, played a video game without subtitles since then I, I use them on my TV too like I, I watch all TV with subtitles it doesn't help that I don't have fantastic hearing either mm. like it's uh, well and, and like actually and on top of that like my wife uh, like I, I would love to have like a 7-1 surround system with a subwoofer and all that would mean is that I had a TV that my wife was constantly asking me to turn down because it was too loud um, so I do not have those things and instead I watch TV with subtitles on <laughs> so uh, but on the PS5 you can now automatically turn on subtitles and it will automatically turn on subtitles for every game you play which I like a lot because there's nothing I hate more than booting up a game and it going into like a cutscene before you can choose any options and not getting to turn on subtitles. So that is a thing. Apparently the Xbox 360 could do this and it just never made it over to the Xbox One generation. So huh. hopefully Xbox is pretty good about accessibility things. Uh, so hopefully they will take that into account, and maybe make that uh, a patch to the Series X. I'd really, 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 really like that. So. So Genda is an acronym for Global Entertainment Network for Dreams and Aspirations. Oh, wow. Those are people that you're going to find a warehouse full of people chained to a bed with wires and like wired into their central cortex. That's no, that's like what I don't know. They're they're responsible for the T virus in Resident Evil. Like <laughs> All of those people wake up, they just like all their eyes open at the exact same time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not good. Uh, one thing that uh, the PS5 is not going to support is uh, expandable SSD storage, and that's kind of a bummer. So, uh, if you look at the PS5 versus the Xbox, the Xbox internally has like a one terabyte hard drive, which means that usable once you get out of the you know. Once you, I think Colby, the, the drink Colby's just drinking out of bit him, as far as I can tell. It happens. Anyway, uh, it has a one terabyte hard drive. And so once you figure in the size of the operating system and the, the amount of, you know, whatever you lose just to it, you know, formatting the hard drive and whatever, I think it has like 800, 850 gigs of available space. The PS5 already started at like 850. Like they only have 850 gig hard drives, which is weird because I have never seen an 850 gig hard drive before ever in my entire life until they said there was going to be one in the PlayStation. Um, and so formatted, it only has 650 gigs of available space. Now to put that in like some context, Black Ops Cold War is going to be 133 gigs. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition is going to be 105 gigs. Demon Souls is going to be 66 gigs. So you're going to fill up 650 gigs real fast if you're not like, like I'm kind of one of those persons that doesn't, like, I just delete games when I'm done with them. It's fine. Um, but if you're not one of those people or if you play, like, a handful of, like, online, you know, multiplayer shooters or, you know, you have that plus Destiny plus, you know, a couple things you're playing, whatever, um, 
you're going to hit that 650 gig space pretty quick. And like the downside of the Xbox idea is that, yeah, you can get an extra terabyte. It's going to cost you like $250. Um, but the good thing about the Xbox is if you plug a normal hard drive into it, you can offload your Xbox Series X games onto that hard drive. You can't play them off of it, but then you can just move them back. So if you are a person with a data cap, if you're a person with really crappy internet, you can download a game on your Series X, play it on your you know main hard drive, move it off to a removable storage drive, and then move it back when you want to play it. You cannot do that on the PS5. You cannot physically move PS5 games onto an external hard drive, which is not great. <laughs> um, so hopefully you don't have a data cap and hopefully if you do, it's not very expensive to get around or hopefully you don't play very many video games. So kind of a bummer. They are saying that you'll be able to hopefully upgrade them in a while. Apparently inside the system already, there is a slot to add another like M2 drive, but it's I, apparently a not turned on and B has very specific, um, like they're like, don't just go buy one and stick it in because it probably won't work. It has to meet very specific speed ratings and so on and so forth. So it looks like there's a solution. They just don't have it yet, which I think's I don't know. The, the fact that Xbox is the company who has a $250 weird dongle thing that you can plug into your Xbox and Sony doesn't is very strange to me because that's like Sony's thing. That's what Sony like, does. Yeah, it's like Sony's thing. So whatever. Uh, the other thing the PS5 is apparently not going to do is support 1440 resolutions. Now, if you are a TV gamer... Uh, and you game either on a 1080 TV or a 4K TV, you're probably saying, what is a 1440 resolution? That's wackadoo. But if you're one of those people that has a PC and maybe uses that same monitor for uh, your video gaming, which I think is probably not uncommon. No. Um, I mean, I have a I have an Xbox hooked up right now to my 1440 monitor that I am looking at right now. So I don't think it's uncommon. Um, apparently, the PS5 will not natively support that resolution. Um, which means that when you're playing on a 1440 monitor, it, what you'd think would they would do is downscale the 4K, but apparently they're going to upscale the 1080. <laughs> so you're going to take a smaller image and make it bigger, which seems always weird. works great. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like it's it's not the end of the world, but Sony's like, oh man, if enough people want us to do it, we could totally make that possible. And I'm like, well, maybe. Maybe you just should have. Um, that being said, I'm not 100% sure the Xbox Series X does either, but I know the Xbox uh, One X does. So my presumption is the Series X will as well. It just seems like such an easy thing to do that I don't know why why you wouldn't. But again, I don't make PlayStation, so I don't know. You it don't? Seems, nah, like I'm thinking about picking it up in my spare time, just like making a PlayStation Artisanal. every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> Locally sourced <laughs> PlayStations. It's going to be great. Uh, all right. So we kind of buried this lead earlier. Colby is absolutely willing to pay monthly for Fortnite. Uh, Dylan was also very excited about paying monthly for Fortnite. <laughs> um, and interestingly enough, when asked, most gamers apparently are also pretty okay with paying monthly for Fortnite, which I thought was really interesting. So apparently... Uh, Epic has been sending out emails to Fortnite players and the emails are the same with the exception of the price. So they've been sending out emails saying, Hey, would you be willing to pay monthly for Fortnite? And would you be willing to pay $14? Would you be willing to pay $16? Or would you be willing to pay $19? And gamers overall were like, 
yeah, sure, whatever. And what you get is you get the battle pass, which is currently $10 every three months. You'd get uh, a, a monthly custom outfit with an alternate style, um, something called back bling. And I'm old enough that I didn't know what that was, so I had to look it up. And apparently those are fancy custom cosmetic backpacks. Yeah, like I have one with a dog in it. See, that's pretty awesome. Like, I might pay monthly just for one month to get a dog. Um, a pickaxe and then a 1,000 V-Bucks a month, which is a $10 value. So, like, if you're super, super into Fortnite and you buy the season pass every three months and you spend V-Bucks on things and you like custom cosmetics, like, 14 bucks is probably not a terrible deal because you're getting $10 worth of uh, V-Bucks every month. $19 seems kind of expensive Seems like I'd, I'd have to really 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 like fortnite like it would be the only game i would play like if the only game i played was fortnite i guess i can see that but like i don't i don't like that precedent very much um and i i i think it's really weird that epic is making a crap ton of money from what i can tell um based on you know what they say but I guess maybe they're they're funding money. their Apple battle. <laughs> yeah, what if more money? Yeah, what if what if more money is I, always an option? I would like to think that in a like a meeting, like someone you know they're talking about how much money they're making, and someone's like, "What if more money?" Yeah, yeah, and they're like, "Do it, more money." I don't know. It I, seems weird to me, but I I don't hate it. What I don't like is like that you would have all these different options to give them money. Like, I don't mind if I, A, buy the game, B, pay monthly for the game, or C, get a free game and put money in for cosmetic things. Like, yeah. but it's weird when it's like, is this a, does everyone pay monthly? Oh, we still have V-Bucks? We're going to do guess, a battle pass too? Like, yeah. it, at some point it's just like... Can we just simplify this? Like I'm already confused by all of these things anyway, to be honest. Like I not being a guy who does this for anything. Like I've bought exactly one battle pass. I bought the first month of Rocket Leagues and I was like, oh, this is fun. And I played it for like two days and then never played it again. And so it was like a good ten dollars I just kind of flushed. But I don't know. Like I just don't I just don't get it. I don't I'm not one of those people that just plays one video game. And and this would have to be the one video game I played to make it worthwhile, yeah. or I'd have to have a whole lot more money. Right. So. If I played this game consistently, then sure, because I don't know. In some way, I kind of maybe like this compared to a battle pass. Because the one thing I don't like about battle passes is they're timed. Yeah. I want to be able to buy a battle pass, and then if I play this three months later, I can Absolutely. still earn those things. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think I should pay ten dollars and then have a weird life event. And not play this game for three months. Yep. Come back and then, oh, that battle pass is done. New $10 battle pass. Yep. And I'm like, well, yeah. I absolutely agree. Like, I would I would do a lot more battle passing if I could do it that way. Do it on your own so, terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I would say kind of the same thing even about a game like WoW. Like, if I could say $15 a month of WoW buys me this amount of time but if i don't use that time like it rolls over or something, or something or, like you know like i only played wow for two hours this month so it's only gonna cost me like 50 cents off or, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, like anything 
Like you pay you pay wow time by like the Cliff quarter. leaves his computer on. <laughs> gets I know. There's got to be a maximum. Charge. <laughs> got to be a maximum. Man, so yesterday I got an email from Amazon and they're like, "Hey, would you like your printer to be able to reorder toner for you?" <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely not (laughs) they're like that's gonna go terrible sometimes (laughs) so every three days you get cyan you're like what the hell i figured that'd be the way i'd like look at my bank account and go like why do i have a five thousand dollar charge and then i'd like open my front door and it's just toner like boxes (laughs) after box of toner and alexa just kind of shrugs at me (laughs) i don't know man i it did not seem like a good idea all right finally uh I can finally play Mass Effect 3. It's like the the, the one Mass Effect game I have not played yet. Um, have you, you've Colby's played all the Mass Effect games except Andromeda. I have. Uh, have you played any of the Mass Effect games, Dylan? I believe I played 1 and 2 and maybe 3 for a second. As long as you've played 2, that's really the maybe most important I thing. Three. So I definitely played 2. They've been teasing this for... I mean, like, I actually really thought... I'll be honest. On Mass Effect Day, which is, I don't know, November 7th. 7th. And 7th. Uh, and so, ah, clever. Um, they announced that, you know, there there is actually a Mass Effect trilogy coming out. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, but didn't they already announce that like nine months ago? Or is this just the worst kept secret in the entire world? And apparently the answer is, is it's just the worst kept secret in the entire world. Or we just all assumed. I that, think we uh, all just assumed. That could be. Uh, anyway, the team at Bioware uh, apparently has been hard at work updating the texture shaders, models, effects, and technical features of three enormous games. Their goal was not to remake or imagine the original game, but to modernize the experience so that fans and new players can experience the original work in its best possible form. What I hope that means is that the Mako doesn't suck to drive. That's all I want, is the Mako to suck less. Yeah. It, I, I was okay with the Mako. The Mako was a steaming pile of garbage. It was horrible, and I hated it. <laughs> it okay. um, I would also like maybe less planet scanning in the first one, but I, I can... There, there was no planet scanning in Is the that the second one? one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way, I could go with less planet scanning, but if they have to leave that in, that's fine too, I guess. So, um, Apparently, it is called the Legendary Edition. It will include single-player base content and DLC for Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3, which I guess means you get both endings, which is nice, I suppose. Uh, plus, promo weapons, armors, and packs, all remastered and optimized for 4K Ultra HD. It will be available in spring 2021 for the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. Presumably, also be available for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, with forward compat- oh, here we go. With forward compatibility and target enhancements for Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5, more information to come next year so i don't know i i would love to know what the price of that's going to be because that strikes me as like a 60 dollar game or a 70 dollar game and i don't know if i want to pay 70 dollars to replay games i've already played but maybe i'd pay 60 for all three games i just can't imagine i i mean all three games together is what 100 125 hours of video games well, I mean, I put 75 into one. Yeah, but I mean, like, you don't have to. Like, I beat no, it in 25. It. Yeah. So, um, Colby came over when I was just to the end of that. And he's like, have you ever upgraded your gun? I'm like, how do you upgrade your gun? Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's a story. Uh, I would love to play three. I've never, I've played maybe the first four hours of three. So, I, I would definitely like to play to play three, but I don't know. Uh, maybe that's a game I'll get on sale. Or it's, a, it's an, let's see, Bioware is EA, right? Yeah. They're so all maybe, on EA access right now, but you're not going to probably. I want them in the, 4K Ultra HD. Yeah. Also, like, I tried Mass Effect 3. That's how I played it. It's a little janky. Like, it's, 
it's not it's, i mean it's, it's not unplayable but yeah it's it's definitely i i stopped playing when i fell into a hole that i couldn't get out of and had to restart to an old save file <laughs> so yeah it tells you what they they kind of were about all right uh dylan i believe this is you is it it is and yo Vinny. It's time for questions. Questions for the questions. Vinster. Or from the Vinster? There's questions. Anyway, Vinny says, what is the best launch game of all time? Wii Sports. I am going back and forth between Wii Sports and Super Mario Brothers. Do you know why I say this? Because it's probably the one game that you might have played with your mom, your dad, your grandma, your aunt, your cousins, your nieces, your nephews. Like, literally anybody could have picked up the Wii Remote and played this game with you. I Counterpoint, what if I don't like any of those people? And That's... I mean, counter, counter, counterpoint, your family might just be more fun than mine, Dylan. I played it with Cliff. Yeah, I man. mean, I tried, like, to my mom's credit, she would occasionally try to play, like, halo or something and it just didn't work (laughs) because like like the three-dimensional camera just did not she could not she was either looking at the floor or the sky um but a game like Wii Sports literally like anyone could play it and you'd have just as much fun playing that as any other game best game counterpoint I believe we did try to get my mom to play Wii Sports and you are wrong when you say anyone can play that game yeah well your mom is special something she's she's a delight i'm gonna go with um i mean mario brothers is like also a yeah yeah it'd be between those two for me i think so i'm not actually sure but i think so i don't know i'm gonna go with condemned criminal origins i love that game that's a solid solid good call um i could also say the first assassin creed game because it was i think it was a launch title wasn't it i think so Maybe not. I don't know. It's the game that got me to buy an HD television. So because the text was so small, you couldn't read it. Yep, uh, absolutely. I played the entire game without being able to read the text. Never knew you could parry. <coughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, Super Mario Bros. was a uh, was a title. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think those are all good. I mean, I will. I I agree with you though, Dylan. Like Colby and I played so much. Um, Wii Sports that I remember waking up sore, like my like arms hurt from like boxing you and playing. Are tennis. in pretty bad shape though. True, absolutely true. But we had a we had a really good time doing it. So that was that was fun. All right, Chris, my icon says, "What is the best console in all time of all time, and why is it the GameCube?" I don't think it's the GameCube. I do not think it's the GameCube either. I told him I've maybe played a GameCube for maybe an hour and i'm not even i'm honestly not sure i've ever played a gamecube to be a hundred percent honest um but if i have it was for such a small amount of time that i actually it is completely immemorable to me and it's not because i'm not sure it's a great system it's just because i didn't have one so to this day nintendo has still never um optimized the controller other than um the pro controller um i think that would be one of my big reservations on picking the gamecube yeah, Assassin's Creed was not a title, uh, launch title. Oh, really? It had to come out really, yeah. really recently. Or, or not? I'm sorry, not recently. <laughs> not it had recently. to come out. Not recently. It had to come out uh, recently close to, after the launch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
There you go. There I'm going to go with best. I mean, like, best console is probably the one you're playing now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Xbox One is probably my favorite console. Um, I really like the Super Nintendo. Um, but, like, in all honesty, like, I've played way more games on the Xbox in the last year than I probably did on the Super Nintendo just because. You just, I mean, like games are so much more plentiful and easier to get now. Yeah, that I, I, I agree. I would say that like the NES will always be special to me because it was like my first console. Um, but I don't think that means it was the best. And I, I think the Game Pass when you or the Xbox when you figure in like how good the controller is, how gorgeous the graphics for it are, like how good games look, how good of an indie infrastructure they have, um, and Game Pass. Like I don't know if you could beat. The, the current generation Xbox. Yeah. I'll say Xbox 360. Also 360 did. was not bad. Absolutely mm. not bad. I think I probably played the most games on that. I also, I think just, I feel like almost every game I played on that system was fantastic. Um, I think it was just a time where a lot of games were very strong. Um I don't think anything since then has been other than improvements in graphics and slight improvements to the controller. Yeah. It's mostly the same thing other than internet is better now and can let us do new things. And GTA five was released on that, which I think is a testament to what it was able to do. Yeah. I, uh, I think that the, the real genius of Microsoft over the last couple generations is that every system is just incrementally better. Like right. they don't screw anything up and everything just gets a little bit better every right. time. It's not necessarily a different console. It's just yeah. better. It's better. I think that the, the 360 probably had a, a, one thing that was great about the 360 is it was just a platform that was the games on it were just a little bit different, like a little bit innovative, not like Nintendo different, like because Nintendo, that's kind of their bread and butter. Like look at this wacky controller, all the wacky things we can make it do. But I think that the Xbox 360 because it was part of that kind of big, like, indie push. Arcade. Yeah, indie arcade, um, summer of, of arcade stuff. Um, some of the games were just really inventive and really interesting, whereas I think that, especially in the AAA space, the Xbox generation has been kind of samey, um, but still still very, very, very good. All right, Princess Megan wants to know, with the new generation of consoles officially out, what is your game of the last generation? Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Red Dead 2 as well. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that made me kind of pause, well, like, I guess I have two caveats is one, like, I hated that game for a solid, like, 10 hours when I started playing it. Like, ultimately, I ended up absolutely adoring it, but, like, I had to really, really, really try to get into that game. Um, but then I started thinking, like, what else would I pick? And I'm like, well, I liked Firewatch a lot. I liked Oxenfree a lot. I liked Tacoma a lot. And all those games are really good, but I don't know if any of them were like genre defying or or even like like generation defining. Like any of those probably could have also come out on the 360 and have been just fine. Yeah. So, um, but I probably enjoyed them more than I actually did Red Dead Redemption at least. But I mean, it's also the difference between a five hour game and a 60 hour game. So. Uh, maybe, maybe, 60. yeah, well, I, I probably actually really put more like 85 into it, but yeah, I know you put like 600 into it. So I put 208. Yeah. I, uh, to me, I think it would be, 
maybe maybe Red Dead Redemption Two with like a uh like special caveat for a bunch of indie games that I also really loved. So I don't know. All right, uh, Eddie says, "What is up? It's your boy, Big Dog. It's your boy, and Big Dog. That was kind of uncomfortable for me. Big uh, Dog coming with a question. It is next gen week. Eddie just opened his Xbox One Series X, and I'm very jealous. Anyway, he says, "What are you looking forward to in this next generation? What do you want to see?" To be done in games that will make you go, oh hell yeah, that's next gen as hell. What's the I thing like- that would make you say, oh <laughs> hell yeah, that's next gen as hell? I like that question because it's kind of like what we answered next week, but I think putting it as like what makes you say, oh, that's next gen. Like, what would make you say hell twice in the same sentence? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ray tracing. Yeah, um, I literally don't even know what ray tracing is. It's just, <laughs> like, man, I, seen, I'm not gonna learn either. No one tell me. I don't. I just know what decided it is. that ray tracing is the greatest thing ever. Don't know so, what it is. I've been seeing a gif of the ray tracing effect from Watch Dogs Legion going around on the internet, and like I'm thinking that ray tracing might have been a bad idea. So essentially, what ray tracing does is it lets you show reflections. For people that aren't Colby and Dylan, it lets you show reflections on reflected surfaces by essentially reflect like reflecting things f- like they do in real life. So you walk past a window and you see your reflection because light physically bounces off you and then off the window, whatever, however that works. Okay, yeah, great tracing. You can leave those on now. Um, the Watchdog Legion video that I've been seeing rolling around looks like they're driving on a mirror, which is just ridiculous. Like, reflections do not work that way. When you're driving in the rain, trust me, I drive in the rain a lot. Yes, you mm-hmm. get reflections, but it's not I did it like. Yesterday. Yeah, but it's not like every single car, every single building, every single light is reflected yeah. perfectly in the ground below you. It's kind of ridiculous. So, yeah. it's I more think. More like, like light bokeh. Like, yeah, exactly. Kind of like glowy. Yeah, it but. should be blurry. To me, it would be playing a game like GTA and be able to go in every single building. Yeah, yeah, I that, hear that. That would be next gen. Yeah. I, I and when the, once I see that, I can actually establish this is next gen. I think the funny thing is, is for me, what feels next gen is something that Red Dead Redemption 2 did, and it made me feel like the all the NPCs that were just wandering around were like, actual people they weren't just saying the exact same thing they weren't just you know like they actually they would do something yeah yeah like they felt like real people not you know like hey that guy sounds exactly like that guy who sounds exactly like that guy or even to like uh final fantasy 15 where i'm like oh hey there's that guy and his twin brother oh and his triplet brother as well (laughs) you know you know what i want i don't think it has anything to do with being next gen or not but uh I I really want to, when you go wake someone up in the middle of the night, like, first of all, if I just, like, wander into someone's house, they should immediately go, like, what the hell are you, you doing? doing in my house? Like, if someone just wandered into my house and started, like, going through my pantry, like, I promise the first thing that would happen would be, like... Get out of my pantry! Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? What are you doing? I'm calling the police. Um... But, like, if someone came and woke me up in the middle of the night, like, it wouldn't be just like that, like, oh, hey, yeah, um, yeah, sure, I can help you purchase some things. It would be, like, probably me screaming and beating that guy to death with a baseball bat. (laughs) Like, that that should be a thing in video games where you go wake someone up out of a dead sleep in their own home, they murder you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) flat out. Um, But what would make me think of something next-gen as hell? Um, I think just, like... 
I mean, it, it kind of exists already, I think. Um, kind of the way that you can just turn your Xbox off and you can turn it on and your the game is still, like, open, yep. right? But, like, literally, like, no load screens, period. Yep. Like, you just, like, click the game and you're playing it. Yeah. And it doesn't, you die and you're just like, it. whatever it does to you, it just happens. Yep. Do you remember when like you first got the PS3 or the Xbox 360 and you're like, I can turn this on with my remote? Uh Uh-huh. Like, holy crap. Like, I never have to get up to turn my, and like, that was the biggest thing. That was a big deal. It was. Just made me lazier though. I'm very intrigued by, man, I tell you, I have, like, played different games because, like, I don't have that game in my disk drive. <laughs> I, do, you, do you remember, did you ever turn on your Xbox with your Kinect or with uh, Cortana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you, are you surprised, and tell me if this is untrue, but are we surprised that we never saw, like, a multi-disc changer for Xbox? I don't think or there are something. enough multi-disc games. <laughs> no, just like, but yeah, like just, you oh. could put six discs <laughs> in your console. Because <laughs> like you had it for your stereo in your car. <laughs> but like I'm surprised that that peripheral does not exist. Oh, geez. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked by that. Yeah, I. So when I bought my very first DVD player in like 19... Probably 98, 99, we literally bought the five-disc Did you buy changer. the Matrix? I did not buy the Matrix. Really? I thought you had to buy the Matrix if you bought a DVD player. You know, you know the like funny thing is, is, is the very first DVD I bought was actually Pink Floyd's The Wall. And I bought it um, like two weeks before I actually owned a DVD player. <laughs> I don't I don't know what my thinking was there, but yeah. No, I've never actually owned a copy of the Matrix. So I do remember, though, uh, going to a friend's house and he was going to show me his brand new uh, stereo like surround sound system and we absolutely watched the bank scene yeah. from the matrix so um anyway i absolutely bought the six disc changer but expressly for that reason where i did not want to have to get up to like put new discs in it yeah. um but ultimately it ended up being like a complete nightmare because of the way like the the thing in my work where you'd have to literally go through sometimes like five or six DVDs to get the <laughs> one you actually wanted to watch. It was not great. I think when that broke too, like it actually trapped some DVDs inside of it. I think I actually had to like physically remove things in order to get DVDs out of it, but whatever. Yeah, no, I think that's a brilliant peripheral deal and I would absolutely be behind that. And um, I definitely would have had one. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, uh, I, you know, I don't know what's going to be my next, my next gen thing because I don't care about 4k. I don't really care about like ray tracing's fine. It'll make things look better. I don't really care about resolution. Um, HDR is dope, but like I already have HDR. So I don't know. I'm, I am excited. Like it sounds dumb, but I'm really excited about being able to pause and suspend games and go play other ones. Um, yeah. Um, ray tracing. Apparently that will work if you unplug your system. So you can have five games running, unplug your Xbox, plug it back in, and they'll still be running. And I have literally no idea how that works. Like none. So. See, that's next gen. <laughs> that's pretty dope, right? All right. Uh, final question from Mansox. He wants to know what your favorite space flight sim is, which seems like an oddly specific question. But I think that's because he's been playing that Star Wars game. Yeah, my which guess looks is- pretty cool. Yeah, I'm really tempted to buy Squadrons, but the problem with Squadrons is I want to buy it on my Xbox because that's where I play games, but I also want to buy it on my PC because I can play it in VR, so it's been kind of a... mm, We'll see. I'll give it somewhere eventually, probably. Um, Do you have a favorite space flight sim? 
I don't know if I've really ever played really anything space specifically like that. Yeah. yeah. You have? Um, well, I have. Yeah. You oh. played, uh, you played, oh, um, No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. That's got kind of some space flight sim stuff in it. I'm going to choose Starflight for Sega Genesis. I would probably choose the original Elite for the Commodore 64. Um, only because that was a game that, like, I did not play it very much. It was insanely difficult. It was, like, two-bit polygon graphics. So, like, you really had to use your imagination a lot <laughs> to uh, to play that game. But, like, that game just, like, captured my imagination to the point where I was, like... I had entire like scenarios written down where I was going to go here and get this thing here and take it over here and trade them to here because that was worth more money and like I couldn't do it because like landing in that game was incredibly difficult. <laughs> but I had like this whole like thing plotted out in my head of what I was going to do if I could ever figure out how to actually like land a spaceship in Elite. And like the first time, probably the only time I ever actually managed to land, it was a a miraculous, amazing thing. So I, I, I'm going to go with Elite. What was yours called? For, something for the Genesis? Starflight for the Genesis. I remember hearing that was real good. I don't think I ever played it, though. I love that game. All right. Good stuff. All right. Those are questions for the week. We are going to talk some cheap, free games. Um, the Epic Game Store game this week is called The Texorcist. Um and I just love the name of it, but I'm going to give you the description. It's a electrifying mix between a bullet hell game and a typing game. Dodge bullets while typing exorcisms, turn on both sides of your brain, and jump into the adventure of Ray Bibia, a private exorcist who's going to face the threats of a demonic outbreak. So I watched a little bit of a video of it, and literally you're like dodging the bullets are shooting at you, but also having to type things. I, I can't imagine I'd be good at this game, but I really, really want to try yeah. it. it looks My fun. buddy sent me a link to a game like this. I think like a couple weeks ago and I was like this is crazy yeah. I don't it seems kind of interesting it's a game I'm going to download and play exactly once that's as many times as I'm going to play it yeah. but I want to hey. play it at least once it's a free game absolutely um, this is actually the second week in a row too that Epic has given away a TV or not TV um, <laughs> an M M rated game without giving a non M rated game. Like for the longest time, if they gave away an M rated game, they also gave away a non M rated game. And both this week and last week, they did not do that. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what that means, but it's something, I guess. Uh, as Colby said, uh, EA access is a hundred percent now in game pass, which makes game pass Bloody. even a better deal. Like, I don't know if you've gone and look it's at like the 40 new games. Oh, it's, I think it's more than that. I like, I think there's probably 40 sports games that got added because it goes yeah. all the way back to 2015. So you get like Madden 15 through 20, you get FIFA 15 through 20, you get NHL 15 through 20. Um, Can we just update the old games? We don't yeah, I don't know, man. You'd think so, but, uh, but it also comes with like a bunch of Battlefront games. It comes with a bunch of Need for Speed games. It comes from, it comes with Fe. Dead Space. Yeah, you get Dead Space 1 through 3. Oh, Dead Space. Fez pretty good. Um, it comes with all the Mass Effect games, 1, 2, 3, and Andromeda. Um, it's a it's a shockingly large. All the Dragon Age games are in there, too. Nope. Um, all the Plants vs. Zombie games are in there. A bunch of Sims. You know, Unravel, if you haven't played that. there's It's a shocking amount of games. Unravel 2. Unravel 2. Just to get dropped in there, and you get to play them now. And I... It's amazing. Like Game Pass, I will say again, is the best deal in video games. Like you could never buy another video game and die happy playing Game Pass games. So, 
Um, but I did want to point out that one kind of interesting thing is that a number of those games are now playable via xCloud. So you can play Dragon Age, Dragon Age Inquisition, Madden NFL 20, Mass Effect Andromeda, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2, uh, The Sims 4, and Unravel 2 all on your phone uh, or I guess wherever else you can play xCloud games. So all those day and date today are available in xCloud as well. So cool stuff. Um, also in Game Pass this month, uh, two days ago, they dropped Gears, Taxic, Gears Tactics for console and Android on November 9th. Uh, yesterday, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, the console and Android edition, came out on November 10th. Uh, like I said, Planet Coaster Console Edition came out console and Android November 10th. Tetris Effect also dropped. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected, which is the new multiplayer version of Tetris Effect, dropped on PC and console uh, on November 10th as well. So those are already all out by the time you listen to this. Uh, also out the day you listen to this will be Final Fantasy VIII Remastered for PC and console, November 12th. Goner 2 is coming to Android via xCloud on November 12th. Uh, Streets of Rogue is coming to PC November 12th. Uh, then on November 17th, you're going to get Ark Survival Evolved Explorers Edition, PC console, and xCloud. Halo 4 is coming to PC November 17th. River City Girls is coming to PC and console November 19th. And Star Renegades is coming to PC and console November 19th. So a cornucopia of, of games. Um, they are losing Darksider 3 on the 16th, which is a shame because I kind of wanted to play that, but whatever. Some of those games that have left have come back, too. So yep. um, it, One just came back this month. Yeah, it happens more than you think. Uh, so. Celeste. Celeste, yeah. Ah, oh, man, yeah. Celeste is good. My kid just beat Celeste, which I thought was pretty impressive. He's not a... He's, first of all, not a, like, I finish games people, but he's also, like, not a super, like, hardcore gamer in any way. And that game is not easy. I beat Celeste and you weren't impressed. I'm... But yes, but you also beat 60 games this year, Cole. So, like, you <laughs> yeah. are a person that finishes, finishes games, and I have repeatedly said that you're actually very good at video games, so it just wasn't as impressive. Anyway... Okay. Uh, finally, if you're a Game Pass subscriber and you have never subscribed to Disney Plus, they are giving away 30 days of, uh, Disney Plus via the X-Pass Game Pass Ultimate perk. So you have to be an Ultimate subscriber and you can get 30 days of Disney Plus, which is plenty of time to, like, just shotgun. Watch Mandalorian. Yeah, the Mandalorian 1 and 2. There's plenty of other good stuff out there, too. There's so. only two episodes of 2, Cliff. Oh, are they, I forgot they drop it, like. A week at a time. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate that so much. I love it so much. I hate it so much. I, that's the reason why I still have only watched like five episodes of the first season of The Mandalorian. But whatever. <laughs> well, it's all out. Well, yeah, but I kind of like the problem was is like, and so honestly, what happened is I watched like the first two episodes and then got like distracted and like another couple came out and I'm like, I don't remember what happened in the first two now. And so like I went back and rewatched the first like four or five and then there wasn't any more, and now I don't really remember what happened in the first four or five, so I like would have to go back and watch them again. I don't know. You can watch them all again. Yeah, I just I'm I've been I'm a big fan of just give me all my episodes at once and go away because I don't want to watch them any other way anymore. So, all right, finally, Troll Corner. Um, you've never worked retail, have you, Cole? Well, I mean, grocery store for uh, five and a half year, you know, five yeah, years. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. I mean, doesn't you have to? Well, I'm I'm saying, but like, you don't have Black Friday retail 
exactly there. I mean, oh, you were open man. 24 if, hours if, a day anyway. If, if only there was this thing called Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, but is it? do you think it's the same? But, but my point really more Cliff, was is that you were I open. I punch you in the goddamn throat <laughs> if you question whether no, no, no. Thanksgiving was busy at a My a point was more that you store. were already open 24 hours a day anyway. So it's not like you, it's not like they extended your hours for it. I just had to work a 14 hour shift that yeah, day. It was so great. Still a, still a shit show. Um, would you have, uh, been given the opportunity? Uh, you can feel free to answer this to me as well, Dylan. Uh, if someone had said, Hey, we'd like you to do a TikTok dance for the opportunity to work an extra 10 hours during, uh, during Black Friday, you know, so you can get, get a little extra money for Christmas. Would that have been something you would have just like jumped right on? Um, I will not do a TikTok dance. Would you? What would you for be, anything? <laughs> for anything, I was wondering what would you be willing to do a TikTok dance for? Because I mean, there's the amount of money I would do a TikTok TikTok dance for, but, but it would certainly it. not be ten to hours work. of like probably minimum wage work at GameStop, seven twenty four an hour. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not doing a TikTok dance for seventy bucks. Uh, anyway, I guess like that was kind of, you know, whatever, but GameStop had announced that, uh, they had a TikTok competition across all their stores and employees were going to perform a synchronized TikTok dance with their coworker in exchange for prizes. Those prizes included an Amazon Echo 8, which is, which is nice. An Amazon Echo Auto, which I, I guess is nice. An hundred dollar Visa Ooh. gift card, which is like really going out there and 10 hours of extra work on Black Friday week, which is, <laughs> I would like to think that like there was, you know, on, on the, like how many of each of these prizes were, it was like the echo. There was like one, the gift card, there was like one. And then like the, Hey, you get to work for 10 hours on Black Friday. They're like, why is there 35,000 of those ones? <laughs> so the thing I will tell you about having worked retail before is, um, I almost got fired the first week I was a manager because I let my, like we were transitioning from like my manager getting fired. Um, like it was a big deal. My assistant manager ended up with, I think 42 hours of work that week. So they had to pay two hours overtime and I got written up for it because management does not get overtime there. We do not give overtime to hourly employees. Now I, as the salaried manager could work, 70, 80, 90 hours a week. That was absolutely fine. During the month of Christmas, uh, during the month of December, I was required to work 48 hours a week, six days a week. Um, so I guarantee you that, first of all, this is not an option for people there that already were working 40 hours a week. It wasn't like you were going to get 40 hours and then an extra 10 hours of nope. work plus overtime. This was strictly for people that were working their part-time, which means they're probably only working like 10 12 hours a week anyway, and they're making no money. Mm -hmm. So like if you're really lucky, you worked at a GameStop in Seattle and we're making $15 an hour, that probably you were working at a GameStop in podunk nowheresville and making $7 an hour to do a TikTok dance and get an extra 10 hours of work. Anyway, uh, shockingly, there was a lot of backlash to this announcement and GameStop has pulled this, which also probably means that no one's getting an Amazon Echo 8 or an Amazon Auto or a $100 gift fine, card. Fine. We're taking our Amazon Echo, like uh, what the, the dude from Nintendo just got. Uh, uh, <laughs> Reggie got, yeah. got a new Echo. <laughs> it's kind of weird how they made a real big deal about him becoming a member of the board and then I haven't heard a damn thing about that since May. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyone have any other thoughts, hopes, dreams? It's 
pretty bad when, like, I don't know, Bain Capital and other private equity firms won't buy your company. <laughs> it's a real bad sign. Uh, Eddie just posted on our Discord, which you can become a member of by going to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord, that uh, the next-gen update f- for Borderlands 3 is 60 gigs. So... Uh, I, I think moral of the story is buy Comcast stock. That's what I'd suggest. <laughs> yeah. Oi. Uh, you can find out more about us by going to bitemepodcast.com. Uh, shout out to my friend Rich, who is actually going to be the person who's posting things. Like, if you go out to bitemepodcast.com right now, our last episode's up there because Rich posted it. Big shout out to him. Uh, you can go what to. a nice guy. I know. He's a super nice guy. Um, hopefully, he's not getting pummeled by a hurricane right now because he lives down in Florida. Uh, you can go to facebook.com, twitter.com, and instagram.com slash bitemepodcast. Find out a little bit more about us. See the witty, witty, witty things I post on social media, none of which are witty in any way. Way. Although we did recommend you go play Nights and Bikes. That was a pretty good update, so get that. Uh, you can go to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. Like I said, to join our Discord, you can go to patreon.com slash bitemepodcast to support our podcast. Um, Dylan's going to make a bunch of really weird faces. I don't like that at all. You can go to bitemepodcast.com slash Extra Life, and uh, you know, like we're, we're still raising money through the end of the year. They... Uh, they made $12 million this year, which is very, very respectable. Uh, we still stand at waiting for the page to load, uh, $5,631, which is also extremely, extremely good. I'm, I'm very happy with that total. Uh, that actually puts us, we were the 232nd top fundraising team out of, I'm going to say like 4,000, a little over 4,000. So we are definitely in the top, like, I don't know, 5%. Yeah. Oh. Well, top 250, but also <laughs> you are correct. It's 5200, almost 5300 teams. So, like we did uh we did pretty Suck well it, all the, things considered. I don't know, other 4900 and something. I will like as a as a point of comparison, like we were very close to like what Humble Bundle raised. So, not not too shabby. I'm very proud mm-hmm. of our team again this year. So, all right, Dylan, lead us out, sir. Bite me. I will not. Okay, if you ask real nice, I will. You. You.